We are in the last part of the prologue of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1-2. I think sometimes throughout this, I might say epilogue. My bad. It's actually the prologue. I found out prologue is the beginning, and I think the epilogue is towards the end. I played a little wordplay, but that was not my intention. My intention is to be very serious of what I'm presenting, the basic principles of Christ. From Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. In this last part of the prologue, I want to talk about what's it like to be one-minded in Christ. This will be the end of the prologue, and we will go on to the first basic principle of Christ. That is repentance and faith. Now, to see one mind in Christ, I want us to go back to a verse that we've already been to, and that is in Mark chapter 9, verses 38 through 41. In Mark chapter 9, verses 38 through 41, we see that Jesus forbids sectarianism. You know, his disciples saw that there was someone outside them casting out demons and they forbid him not to do that and jesus basically tells them that we should not keep him away from doing the works of christ you know for he who is not against us is on our side on the side of christ means that we are one in christ we have one mind in christ christ is the head and we are part of his body and to continue to see that we are one in Christ, I want us to go into Romans chapter 12, verse 16. Romans chapter 12, verse 16. You know, Romans is the New Testament letter that is written towards believers. Now, this doesn't mean that God cannot use this towards an unbeliever. You know, God's word is not restricted. The Spirit will lead us to what word will we use to unbelievers? Typically, we go into the Gospels. The Gospels is a place that we will take them. But who knows? The Spirit will allow us to begin in one of the Testament letters, and you will see that the Bible comes together from Genesis to Revelation. It is spread out through different time. It was written by different people. They had the Holy Spirit upon them, and within them, and that's why they were able to put the word together. And with many books, it all points to one. It all comes together. So when you're preparing a Bible lesson and you have a point, and yet that point doesn't fit in Scripture, you have to get rid of your point and you have to receive what the Scripture has said. You can't add and take words out of the Bible so that you can fit what you want to fit. Instead of you changing the Bible, the Bible has to change you. It has to change us. That's part of growing in the Spirit. You know, when the baby continues to drink milk, it grows, it changes, and later on it will be able to receive meat. So later on, as we grow in the Word, we will have more understanding. A great example of that is right now I'm going through the book of Job as part of my Bible reading. And I've been through that book 
quiet few times and I get something new. I get something amazing. And what stood out about Job was his faith. His faith was amazing because there was no Ten Commandments and there was no Levitical priest. And yet Job's faith was amazing. He understood who God is. He understood there was a judgment that was coming. He understand that the importance of obeying him. And that to me amazes me. And I know I'm getting off track of talking what we should be talking about. And that's being in the mind of Christ. Having one mind in Christ. And I went from Mark chapter 9 verses 38 to 41. We are in Romans chapter 12. And in verse 16 this says this about being one mind in Christ. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. A person that is wise in their own opinion is a habit of natural man. We should not carry that habit into being born again, being born of the Spirit. We have to be one mind in Christ. We have to be together. And the way to be together is that we should be humble when we approach the word. We should receive it as a little child. Now, to continue on to seeing out what's one mind in Christ, let us go to another letter of Paul, Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 and 5. In verse 2, it says, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love towards Christ and towards each other, be of one accord of one mind. That means we receive one gospel. Remember, Paul in his other letter says, if there is another gospel, when there should be another gospel, do not receive it. Let whoever gives it to you be a curse. Treat as if that person has leprosy. You see, like-minded, being one-minded in Christ should be, there should not be any denominations. There should be one, one body, one mind in Christ. That's what we should be getting when we understand the word. Now, also the idea of one mind in Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 12. For as the body is one, it has many members, but all the members of that one body being many, that refers to us. We are God's children. We're born again. We come from different ethnicity, different races. They're men, they're female, they're children, they're old people that have been born again. And yet, just like the human body, even though it's one, there are different parts. Christ's gifts are different. And people have received different gifts. There are differences within the body, but not because of different doctrines. Oh, no, no, no. It's different because we have different gifts. And yet, we are one in Christ. For by one spirit, we were baptized into one body, into Christ, whether Jew or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made 
to drink into one spirit. That one spirit is the Holy Spirit that we receive when we are born again. That Holy Spirit regenerates our spirit, which allows us to understand the words of Christ to be one in Him. Now let us bounce to verse 25, same chapter. That there should be no schisms in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. There should be no divide in the body of Christ. Then again, why are there different denominations? That goes back to man's doctrine intertwining the word that causes disagreements on what the word of Christ says, and that has led to different denominations. And I want to close so that we could see how come that different denominations happened. Let's go to Acts chapter 20, verse 30. In Acts chapter 20, verse 30, Paul is closing his third missionary trip. He has visited the church of Ephesus that he started, and he has given them these warnings. Acts chapter 20, verse 30. I shall begin at verse 29. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speak perverse things, to draw away disciples after themselves. They will say things that will be fleshy. They will give sensuality to the body, which is, the devil's attempt to lure away God's children with another doctrine. So Paul's telling them to keep your guard up, to stay alert, and don't fall asleep. And bounce here to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Paul says, For a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, their own sexuality, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, teachers that will accommodate them. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. That is myths. And you can also put man's doctrine as fables. Let us remember, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, by the Spirit. It is profitable for doctrine, basic principle of Christ, His doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. You see, what happened is the enemy came in, poured his tares, they started growing, it made people comfortable by taking out things in the Bible that made people uncomfortable, like sin, hell, and God's judgment. There comes along disagreements and more disagreements along the way. The disagreements extends into more denominations, and that should not be. Remember, the Bible preaches against sectarianism. Now, 
we are at the end of this prologue, not epilogue. We are in end of this prologue. And the next audio and video that you will see, it will begin towards the first basic principle of Christ, repentance and faith. <laughs>